It's good to see you all this morning. Special welcome to any visitors here this morning. Um, you guys are going to be inundated by the end of this morning because um, and we're speaking on hospitality this morning. So if you're a visitor, you're, you're in a bit of trouble. Um, my name's Ollie. I'm one of the leaders here at the church. It's great to see you. My wife and I are speaking this morning. We're not the regular preachers, so that may or may not be a good thing, depending on what you, start, what you, what you like. Um, but we're going to get stuck right in. I'll pray, and then we'll start. So, Father God, just pray you come and uh, speak to us this morning, Father. God, thank you for the worship time already speaking to us. God, pray you continue to help us uh, unpack the message, unpack your word this morning, Father. God, anoint myself and Hazel to preach the good news, Lord, and to, and to do it justice, Lord. Lord God, speak to us and through us, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. So this shouldn't be an overly long preach, um, I hope. Uh, you'll be glad to hear, anyway, and hope you'll get outside to enjoy the picnic at the end. Um, it should be a good time together. We're going to look at the theme of hospitality, or rather the term biblical hospitality and what that means. Um, you know, initially we thought this would be pretty easy, just be a lighthearted talk, but I guess the more you look into these things, the more you realize uh, you don't know, and, uh, and you actually learn as we go. So, you know, a, a brief introduction. Uh, as most of you know, I'm from a little place called Northern Ireland. We, I grew up in a pretty rural setting in the middle of nowhere in Northern Ireland, and I guess my parents were pretty hospitable and welcoming people. They are, they just live in the middle of nowhere, so they don't have much chance to, to, to work that out, I guess. But they were with our neighbors, for sure. And I guess I always had the inclination to, you know, to want to make friends and reach, reach out and, and be hospitable myself, I suppose. I didn't know the word meant when I was a kid, but of course, you know, fairly out, outgoing. And then when I was a student and then into married life, we worked that out by getting to know other people, reaching out to other people. And, uh, you know, um, we knew we were called to love others and, and evangelize, but we, there was no great conviction, uh, you know, for... You know, from, from scripture to be hospitable per se. We just, we just kind of enjoyed it. And Brent suggested we talk on hospitality. I think he thinks we're gifted in it. I think once upon a time I cooked him a beef wellington and he, he thought it was amazing or <laughs> blew, his blew his mind and, and so he thinks we're gifted. We, we wouldn't say we're, we're mega gifted in this area, um, uh, but of course, you know, we can all grow in these areas. So this morning we're going to look at three scriptures. I have no slides, by the way. This morning that was a, a, a bridge too far. Um, <laughs> so that's too high tech for me. So if you have your Bibles with you, I hope you do. It's always good to bring your Bibles to church. Um, you can get your thumb in Romans 12, verse 13, Hebrews 13, verse 2, and 1 Peter 4, verse 9. And we'll go through them as we, as we go through the message. So Romans 12, 13, Hebrews 13, verse 2, and 1 Peter 4, verse 9. And to start with, it's always a good thing to probably look at uh, what hospitality means or what we think it means. Um, because we all have a general idea here, if I was going to take a straw poll of what it means, we'd probably all get similar ideas. But because of our, you know, our cultural context, our age, where we were brought up, you know, we're going to have slightly slight differences in how we would work that out, work, work hospitality out. Um, you know, different areas have different expressions of hospitality, hospitality so rural versus urban be slightly different expressions of, hos of hospitality. Um, you know, maritime hospitality versus Ontario hospitality might be different. We all love maritime hospitality, I guess. K kitchen parties, I think you call them, don't you? Um, and, uh, and then also into other uh, nationalities will have different expressions of hospitality. So Ireland versus Canada has different expressions. Irish hospitality is, is well known. Little old ladies cooking up a storm 
Um, although where I'm from, you're more likely to get your hospitality taken advantage of and get your wallet nicked and beaten up. But anyway, I digress. But you know, you might get, um, you know, let's say, you know, Mexican hospitality or Jamaican hospitality or British hospitality or uh, African hospitality or Asian hospitality will all look a little different. Um, or perhaps Middle Eastern hospitality 2,000 years ago will look different to what it looks like in our context today. Um, you might have heard of stories even of, you know, maybe in Africa or maybe even in, in Eastern Europe of, of, um, of visitors being welcomed into a, a home and the hosts cooking for them a meal and the hosts serving them and watching the guests eat but wouldn't eat with them. And that's their expression of welcoming their visitors in. Whereas if that happened in our culture today, that would just be weird. I mean, if you come to my house, I'm eating, and I'm probably going to eat before you guys. Certainly going to eat more, more than you guys. Um, you know, so it's, it's different wherever we are, and we have to apply it to our local context. Um, it's actually been really good to prepare this talk, because as you, as you prepare things, you realize, actually, in our church, loads of people are, are fantastic at this. Um, and, you know, you need to know that uh, God says, and, and we say as a church, you know, a genuine well done for being hospitable in many different ways. Um, a few examples, and I'll not run through everyone in the church, but just a few which came to mind, you know, Keith and Sue Warrington and the, and the drop-in team, well done drop-in team for being so hospitable to, to at the drop-in. Um, we've got, you know, Kelly Curtis as well, Jenny and Derek in the Bahamas right now being hospitable and serving there. Um, you know, the Crummies on Sunday afternoons, their lunches after church, the, uh, the Rushworths, the Rosales with their amazing tacos, um, Becky and Patrick, who we saw the baby this morning, you know, really hospitable. Um, Paul and Jean Folan, they have students into their, into their homes and are really hospitable in that way. Um, Gemma and the kids club team, su you know, super welcoming and, and loving on those, on, on those kids. Uh, the laborers on their farm, you might have to take your dirty work clothes and do some manual labor, but they're hospitable to you as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and there's so many others of you doing it in different ways. Being hospitable is, is a strength I think we have. Um, you know, and with Kids Club again, you know, they, they don't just do it on a Saturday morning. They go and visit them midweek in their, in their homes. The, uh, the, the kids, and they meet the parents, meet the families. The families welcome them, and then the hospitality is kind of reciprocated, and relationships grow, and hopefully you get a chance to share the gospel and e exemplify the gospel to people. Um, so there's an encouragement to, and, and, uh, to, to keep going and a well done, but also a question of, is there more? Is there more we can do? As a church, is there more you can do as an individual? Is this it? You know, should 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 I serve in kids club? Should should you um, serve in the drop-in team? Is there a new area to, to serve in? Is there new expressions of hospitality that, that's on your heart? You know, maybe serving into the, the First Nations community, into different cultures, or or in other ways that we haven't thought of. Um, you know, how can we welcome and bless more people for God's glory? Is what we need to ask. How can we welcome and bless more people? for God's glory. And there is a cost, there is a cost to it. You know, it, 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 is, it can be fun, for sure, you know, but it, can, it takes time, it takes money, it takes energy, it can take a lot of emotion, uh, emotions. And you know, just ask the people I've mentioned today and you'll, and you'll hear that. Um, but it is so, so worth it. So when we look at biblical hospitality, we see it actually, it, it, it is primarily in reference to strangers not just dinner parties with your friends and family, which is, which is great and recommend you to do, but actually welcoming strangers and visitors is probably the greatest context I've spoken into in the Bible. In fact, the word hospitality, if you 
look at the Greek tra translation, it literally means love of strangers. And so if the writer uses this word in intentionally, is it simply enough for us to like strangers or put up with strangers? So if you had your thumb in the, in the scripture, if you get uh, Romans 12, 13 ready, it says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So the early church, you know, it, it wasn't big, it wasn't rich, it was actually pretty poor, and um, it's a pretty unsafe uh, region to, tra to travel in, especially on your own. There weren't many hotel hotels around, or you couldn't book online on Airbnb before you, before you traveled. Um, and so there was, uh, you know, visiting Christians or Christians fleeing persecution were encouraged to be welcomed in by other Christians, by, by a local church, to, to, to bring them in, to, to be hospitable and, and, and give them a house and give them food as they traveled. Um, and so again, that's the, that's the local context at the time. You know, we all know that we're to love one another. We all know we're meant to love our neighbors, which, you know, can be easier said than done. And of course, within our church community, we're meant to show hospitality, for sure, and our friendships. But also with strangers, with newcomers, with visitors, people who are the same as us and people who are, are different from us. And we see in the early church how they served one another, blessed and helped one another, and fed one another, opened their homes to one another, and that is still a valid example for us today. And even though hospitality will look in inevitably look different uh, here than it does elsewhere or 2,000 years ago in the Middle East, that doesn't mean we ignore Scripture. It doesn't mean we water it down. It doesn't mean, you know, we are, we are to be a hospitable people. We are to be a hospitable church to each other and to strangers. So, I mean, has anyone here ever been shown hospitality to or been a stranger and been shown hospitality to? I, I'm sure, I'm sure most, a lot of us have, most of us have, and it can make a big impact. Um, so, you know, we need to understand this principle of biblical hospitality, the heart behind it, and apply it to our local context, work it out practically without watering it down. If we look again, just briefly at that verse again in Romans 12, uh, 12 13, it uses the phrase, uh, seek to show hospitality in the ESV or in the NIV version. It says practice hospitality. And if you, know, if you don't think you're very good at hospitality, with most things in life, if you practice them a lot, you get better at it. So you know, that's the first thing, is we should practice hospitality and get better and better at it. The more you do, the easier it becomes. That's not, although that's not, not the point. The point is the term seek to show or practice hospitality, again, if you look at the Greek word, is more accurately translated to pursue or to go after. And that kind of gives a much stronger meaning um, that than practice or, or, seek, or seek to show. In fact, it's the exact same word, ex exact same word or the same phraseology as you find in another verse uh, in perhaps better known in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Does anyone know what that says? It says, pursue love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Pursue love. It's that same pursuit, that same going after. So pursue love, pursue hospitality, pursue the love of strangers. Uh, that at least sounds like a strong encouragement, if not a command, perhaps. And this encouragement to pursue hospitality is, is wrapped up and in context of, of the passage. So if, you read, if we read together from verse 9 onwards, it says, it says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo 
one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. That kind of raises the bar if you put it in that context. You know, hospitality is not the least of those things, but it certainly puts it in context. So our seeking to be hospitable must also come from the right heart, the right mindset, right intention. It's not because of a command or legalistic works. It's because of love, right? Love for our brothers and sisters, love for the lost, and of course, love for God and what he's done for us. It's also something which we must encourage each other to do and remember, and remember to do ourselves. You know, we do get busy. We get out of habit. Um, we get tired. Maybe get a bit selfish or um, a bit inward focused. And, you know, even the early church needed to be reminded, maybe for different reasons. But if we, if we turn to Hebrews, then, if you've got your thumb in there, Hebrews 13, verse 2, it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. You know, so that's the writer saying, you know, hey, don't, don't forget this. It's important. You know, why did the writer feel the need to say that? Were they neglecting it? Were they forgetting to be hospitable? And so the question really has to be put to us. You know, are you forgetting or are you neglecting to be hospitable? Does it not, does he not mean you when he says that? So are you welcoming? Are you giving of yourself? Are you serving and blessing others? Do you open your house to others? Do you befriend or help newcomers? Do you help those in need? And if not, why not? Are you too busy? Is your house too messy or not big enough? Are you too tired? You can't cook? You're an introvert? That's not your spiritual gift? And Paul doesn't say, hey, you guys with that spiritual gift of hospitality, you, you pursue hospitality. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's an open uh, encouragement to us all. It's applicable to us all. So listen, these, these verses might be true. You know, these, these, these excuses might be true. You know, you might, you know, um, but, but they're not a reason not to be hospitable. I mean, not to do as God's words encur- encourages us. I mean, is that, is it, is it a sin not to show hospitality? I mean, that's a pretty big question. I mean, honestly, I know all these, re- these reasons can be true. You, you might be tired. You might be an awful cook. You might have a really messy little house and not want to have any visitors. And, you know, that might be true. But does that stop you from being welcoming? Does it stop you from having one person over for a cup of tea or from meeting someone out for a walk or meeting someone at Tim Hortons for a cup of tea or to genuinely welcome and greet someone on a sunny morning and have a good conversation and be interested in them? No, it doesn't stop us doing that. So, you know, we have to, we'll all have different expressions of how we show it. So work, work to your strength. Um, you know, we want to be genuinely welcoming. So it's a command. We're strongly encouraged, at least. Uh, but we have to have the right heart. And there's grace. Ah, pressure off. Okay? Don't have to stress about it. You know, uh, there, are, there, can be diff- there can be difficult seasons. You know, Jody talked this morning, shared this morning. There can be difficult seasons, and we'll all go through those, but it might not always happen. But don't take advantage of grace and ignore the command. And also, don't be legalistic and be like, oh, I have to have people over every week uh, to, to do God's word. I mean, sure, that would be great, but you know, there's grace to do it because you want to do it, because of your great love 
for others because of your great love for God, you want to reach out to others, you know, it can, it, it can, not because you have to do it, right? If we're following God's, or if, we're follow, if we're following orders, uh, it could easily become a dead work uh, and not out of love or out of, uh, it could be a, a legalistic habit, which wouldn't be fruitful. Um, you know, it might sound trivial, but we want to enjoy doing it. And again, that comes from a reason for doing it. You know, if we're doing God's word and we're filled with joy because we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're in relationship with God, then we should be able to serve in joy. He gives us a heart of joy. And I, some of us might enjoy doing it in different ways, for sure. So fi- again, find out what works best for you. And don't, don't just let me shout at you and tell you you have to have fun while you're doing it. It's like me taking my kids on a, on a beautiful scenic walk on a lovely sunny day. And all they do is moan, I don't want to walk, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm bored. And I'm sh- I turn around and shout to them and say, just have fun, enjoy it. You know, it uh, doesn't, doesn't necessarily work, right? So you have to work out yourself how to enjoy it, how to, how to go about doing it. We're to enjoy life in Christ. This isn't meant to be a pressure thing. He, you know, he gives us joy. At the very least, don't grumble about it. Don't grumble and hear about it or, or you know, and hear about it. Um, and don't moan about it, you know. Uh, and, and if your spouse is trying to be hospitable and you don't want to be, you know, don't grumble about it. Encourage them. If they invite people over for lunch on Sunday and all you want to do is have a snooze on the sofa, well, maybe, maybe having a snooze on the sofa will make them even more welcome. You know, maybe they'll, jo- maybe they, maybe they'll, maybe they'll, jo- they'll join you. I remember I was, uh, I was a student in Eastbourne um, uh, at Don Smith's church, is where, where I went to, went, to, you know, went to university, and we got invited over to a house for Sunday lunch. I was probably 18 or 19, I think it was in my first year. And um, lo and behold, it was, it was Don and Stephanie's house, and Stephanie was cooking us a nice Sunday lunch. And then afterwards, we went, we went into, the, into the living room, and the, I don't know how many of us were, like, you know, half a dozen students were sitting around chatting. And uh, Don comes in, sits on the lazy boy, and literally in 30 seconds, he's, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, this guy's the church leader. <laughs> you know, I'd never met him before. Um, so, you know, I guess, you know, that can be hospitable, perhaps. But anyway, don't, don't moan or grumble about being hospitable. And that's not just me saying that. If you look at, uh, if you have your thumb in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4, verse 9, it says, show hospitality to one another. Yeah, there's not a period there. It says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. You know, which is honestly easier said than done. But it, ra- it raises the bar even more, right? You know, some of us could maybe show it, but we wouldn't necessarily want to show it. I mean, certainly, you know, that happens. You know, we enjoy having people over for sure, but, you know, we will arrange things weeks and weeks in advance because schedules get busy. And then uh, the day will come, and we're like, oh, man, why, why are we having people over? It's been a tough week. Work's been crazy. The kids have been crazy. Whatever. You know, you're not in the mood for it. But when it, com- when it comes to it, you know, we work through it, we, you know, we, all, we usually always have a good time. I'd say, I'd say we always have a good time. Um, and I think we bless others. I hope we bless others, and, and it's fun. You know, we're glad we've done it. It's fruitful. So, you know, we have to try and push through these things. You know, sometimes, however, we do have to ask God to change our hearts, you know, and pray. And sometimes we have to take that first step in faith in order for God to change our hearts. So sometimes we have to ask God to change our hearts, and sometimes we have to take a first step in faith in order for God to change our hearts. We prayed at the prayer meeting last Sunday night. Um, 
that God would help lead us in his love for those around us, which is a, a line from a song we've been singing, uh, that God help lead us in his love for those around us. And then that led us into prayer. We prayed for the drop-in, and we prayed for our, our outreach as a church. So, you know, you, you might need to pray that. We do need to pray that for ourselves. You know, God, would you help lead us in his love for those around us? And sometimes we don't necessarily feel able or feel like doing it. Um, but in being obedient and stepping out, God blesses us and uses us to bless others. And sometimes it's not easy. It's not, it's not natural for us. And although I said we don't want to be act, act legalistically for sure, and we don't want to grumble, at times there's a, there's a healthy habit for, to, to form a habit of, or a discipline in being hospitable. So, I mean, it's different, but the same idea of, you know, praying and reading scripture is good for us, and we need to do it. Um, sometimes you don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but you know it's good for it. It's good for you. And so having that discipline of, doing, of reading the Bible and praying the scripture regularly is good for us. Um, and so the same way of being hospitable. Sometimes it's good for us to be uh, diligent and disciplined and actually practicing hospitality. And we also have to remember, we have to remember we don't serve God all in our own strength. <coughs> because even in hospitality, we can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us, to empower us, to, to encourage us to speak to newcomers, li- literally encourage, give us courage to speak to newcomers, speak to strangers, be welcoming, to step out of our comfort zone. And I'm not sure if he helps us with our cooking or baking skills, to be honest, but that might, that might be on you guys. But, but he can certainly help us with our evangelizing. Now, some people say hospitality is a spiritual gift. Others disagree. We're not going to get caught up really in that. It doesn't really matter in a way. The actual word hospitality is not listed as one of the spiritual gifts in Scripture, although it might fit broadly into the broad categories of helps or service, perhaps. Um, but the Holy Spirit can certainly work through us and in us uh, using our natural giftings at, at any time and, and, and increasing them and, u- and using us to bless others. And so, yeah, certainly we do it in partnership with him. You know, we don't need, we don't need uh, you know, a move of the tangi- tangible presence of God to fall upon us to invite someone to come over for a sandwich, right? Um, you know, even Joe uh, spoke the last few weeks on the five CSs, um, you should listen to those preachers, uh, the five CSs. And, you know, in most cases, we don't need to gather a group of wise Christians and ask for counsel of the saints or ask for circumstantial signs to invite someone over for a cup of tea, right? We, we do it because it's welcoming, it's hospitable, and, you know, it's kind of normal, right? It should be normal. So Hazel's going to share um, with us a little of what we've done in our, in our context. Um, so, Hazel, come on up. When you're about to stand up in front of people and talk about something, you really realize how lacking you are. So this isn't a how to do hospitality. This is how we do hospitality. And I'm kind of aware that those people who haven't been to our house are thinking, well, I've never been to their house, so they're not very hospitable. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Maybe we'll meet soon. Um, So basically, hospitality is about showing our love to friends, strangers, the lonely, and the needy. Um, And it's vital that we as a church are loving each other and that we're involved in each other's lives and bringing one another along on our journey and to encourage and bless. You know, often I leave church on a Sunday morning and I don't feel like I've had any in-depth conversation with any of you because time hasn't allowed. 
Um, and I'm so grateful that we get to have time during the week to have those meaningful conversations. And even what Jody brought this morning um, about holding fast to God. When we meet during the week, we can encourage one another to keep holding fast in different, in tricky situations. Um, so a little bit about our story. Uh, when we were dating, we always enjoyed socializing um, with friends over a meal. And this continued to develop when we got married and we got a house together. Ollie really enjoys cooking, and so we enjoyed trying out different recipes. And when we first got married, we moved to a new city, which meant new jobs and a new church. Um, and so straight away, we started inviting people over who were strangers, came over for a meal, um, and they soon became our friends. And then we started getting invited to other people's homes. And over the years, Ollie and I have been so blessed by um, many different expressions of hospitality shown to us. Um, but we soon realized that it wasn't only fun having our new friends over, it was also a great way of connecting new people to the church. And we started realizing how fruitful it was to spend time with people in our home, and it started changing from just having our friends over um, to being more intentional about that. So often we'd invite um, people over who we didn't know very well, and we wanted to connect them with people who we thought they would get on really well with. Um, and we'd try and invite people who were easy to talk to, so it wouldn't be necessarily too awkward. And most of the time that went really well. Sometimes it didn't work as well as we hoped it to, but you learn as you go. Um, so hospitality will look different for everybody. Um, and as Ollie's mentioned, it doesn't have to be a certain way. Just, just do what, just do it, I guess. Um, when Terry Virgo visited us in May, he said that hospitality built his church. And so I guess if people don't feel connected to us as a community, then how, sorry, if people don't feel connected to us, how can community be built? We've done a number of different things to show hospitality. Um, we've had Christmas parties for neighbors and friends. We've had barbecues for colleagues, brunch with neighbors, lunch with families, evening meals, and having people to stay. But why do we do all these things? Just for fun? Well. Sure, they're fun, um, but we want to show the love of Christ in our hospitality and our generosity. Because, okay, and then I'm going to read Matthew 25. Okay, so Matthew 25 um, to 40. And it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it for me. Um, so when we welcome people into our home, when we minister to strangers, we're ministering to Christ himself. So I guess I'd encourage you just to find out what works best for you. What do you find the easiest? Maybe it's lunch after church. Maybe it's brunch on a Saturday, family suppers, afternoon tea, inviting people for a walk or a coffee. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your home. In fact, if you don't know somebody very well and you don't want to experience painful silences over a meal, um, it's a great way to go for a walk or a, a coffee. Um, maybe hosting life group is the way that you love to show hospitality, inviting people into your home. Or maybe you don't host life group, but you're in a life group. You can still be hospitable in that life group, welcoming newcomers, inviting people in. 
Um, or on a Sunday morning, people are coming to us, so we want to be hospitable and, and welcoming them. It's great to chat to friends, but it's also really great to talk to people who you don't know very well. And sometimes we just don't know how much that conversation means to somebody. For us, probably the most enjoyable is having people over once our children have gone to bed. Um, we enjoy when we can really relax, have really good conversations. Um, sometimes it's just fun, lighthearted chat. Um, sometimes it's a more serious conversation, but we find that this setting really lends itself to that. Um, in the Bible, we often see hospitality being referred to over a meal. Sometimes cooking for other people can be a bit daunting, but what we serve really doesn't matter. Um, it's about inviting people into your home and enjoying their company. It's about being interested in who they are and their story. And it's so interesting having people over from other countries, different walks of life, um, and having something as simple as a meal that can spark friendship and encouragement to one another. But it hasn't always gone smoothly. We've had a number of different, mm, I wouldn't say call them disasters, but just, you know, we've had people over and we've cooked food that's way too spicy and they're trying to be really polite, <laughs> but you can tell it's just, they're really not enjoying it. One time our oven caught on fire halfway through cooking. Um, one time there was food on the bottom of the oven and the whole like kitchen, living room, dining was just a cloud of smoke. And so we had to open the windows, but it was minus 20 outside. So it wasn't that comfortable for us all. Um, sometimes people cancel at the last minute and um, you know, you can either try and invite other people really, you know, last minute, or you can just enjoy a really nice meal. You know, don't be disheartened or feel rejected because life happens. Um, in our old house was a really small house and um, every time so the smoke alarm was outside the kitchen so every time you opened the oven the smoke alarm would go off so I'm like flapping the door to try and stop the smoke alarm and Ollie's quickly trying to get stuff out of the oven and our guests are sitting there <laughs> just watching this all go on. Um, sometimes you invite people and they stay really late and you don't want <laughs> and I don't like to go to bed that late and so a few times I may have excused myself <laughs> and gone and put my pajamas on, but generally it's with people I feel quite comfortable with. Um, one time we'd invited loads of people over to our really small house and we needed to make extra space and we had this big armchair, so we needed to move it out of the room, but our stairs were enclosed, so we couldn't move it upstairs, so the only place to put it was our car. And so <laughs> sometimes we feel we don't have room to be hospitable, but I think there's always a way. Um, you know, there's a cost to being hospitable. It takes time, and there's also a financial cost. Um, sometimes we don't feel like we have enough time or money. But when Jesus fed 5,000 people, it started with a boy offering five loaves and two fish. He offered what he had. And if we take a step of faith with our time and money, I have faith that God will bless what you do. So just finishing, I just have a few practical steps. Um, so as I've said, just find out what works best for you. Personally, we... Try not to invite too many people. We find inviting two to four guests works really well. If cooking's a bit daunting, maybe just choose one to two meals that you can do really well. Um, remember, when you have people over, they're not coming to see your house and how clean it is, they're coming to see you. And you know, you don't need to do it all. It could maybe you invite people over for a potluck or ask someone to bring a dessert if that's hard. Um, one time Gail and Wilf Pilgrim invited us to theirs for supper, but we couldn't find a babysitter. So they brought supper to us, and that was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, and be intentional. As I've mentioned, we try to connect with certain people, maybe people we don't know very well, people we want to get to know better, or newcomers. So we really don't do anything special. We're just intentional in our hospitality. 
and we hold a high priority on relationships and community building. We want this church, our colleagues, our neighbours and friends to know the love of Jesus through us. I'm just going to hand back, hand back to Ollie. Great, thank you. I'm glad to know my wife doesn't think my cooking special anyway. <laughs> um, but I said, you know, we do mess up all the time. We haven't had to, ca- had to call the fire service too many times. Um, but you know what? It always works out, and, you know, it's always a blessing to us, and hopefully it's a blessing to others. So we've seen how there's, you know, compelling scripture to be hospitable, to pursue, to go after, to seek, to show hospitality. Don't neglect to do it. We're encouraged. And don't grumble in giving and serving others. You know what? We also have to remember who we, who we were and who we are. We were, once, we were once strangers and aliens, but now we're called sons and daughters of God. So God showed us hospitality first, and we in turn get to show hospitality to others in what is honestly like a, a pretty dim reflection of what God has done for us. But like Hazel said at the end, you know, we need to be intentional. It doesn't always happen you know, just automatically. You've got to be intentional about these things. Go for it, plan it, choose to do it. So I'll leave you with a final encouragement. So three things to practically work this message out. Um, So the first thing, the easy option, is be hospitable to each other. So genuinely welcome each other, chat with each other, get to know each other, eat together, share a meal together. Hazel said, that's a really biblical example. Have people over to your house to, to eat, go to other people's house to eat. Don't be upset if you don't get an invite. Make sure you invite others. Don't sit there stewing that nobody's invited you. You take the initiative and invite someone else. Um, love each other. Get to know each other. The second one, you know, we have a pretty big autumn coming up as a church. And to starting with, in the, in the next one or two or three weeks, there's literally going to be thousands and thousands of students returning to Ferguson, new and, ret- new and returning students uh, to university. And a few of them might find their way here. So I'd encourage you to, again, be genuinely welcoming to them, be interested in them, talk to them, welcome them, encourage them, and, and, and try and get to know them. I'd encourage you to invite them over for a Sunday lunch after church. What student doesn't like to be invited for food? And, you know, throwing a bag of pasta in the pan is, is easy. It doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need to get your finest china out or your doilies out. Just ask a few students, ask a few students for lunch. It'll be really encouraging to them. And don't just do it in September, do it in you know, October, November, you know, and beyond. And not just students, we'll have other visitors who are newcomers. So invite them, uh, get to know them, try and get them knitted into church community. Um, and also you know, invite them, you know, or invite them for, if they say no, you know, say, well, can you come for supper? Can you come for supper on Wednesday? Can you come uh, next Sunday? Can you come to life group? Inv- invite them to life group, have them for dinner before life group, whatever works. Um, it doesn't matter if they get one invite or ten invites, um, you know, that would be great. Um, so, make it a plan of yours to invite them over for lunch, okay? And then finally, as you most of you know, we're going for, we hope and pray, we get ownership of the building on Clark Street this fall. And that opens up a whole new neighborhood to serve and welcome and bless and be hospitable to and show love to. So get praying for that neighborhood and the community and, and for what God has in store for us. You know, we know that church isn't a building. Church is the people. So get praying for the people and get praying for the community and for opportunity to, opportunity to serve and to apply this message. 
So, you know, we want to see this church grow. We want to see this church thrive, grow in loving one another, grow in loving the lost, impacting the area we're in with love and hospitality, spread the gospel of salvation, to see people's lives change for, the, for, the, for God's kingdom and, um, and to see, uh, see God's kingdom grow. And, you know, we have a, we have a part to play in that. We've got to be proactive and, be, and work, work this out and, uh, you know, being obedient to the scripture and being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that is, that's the encouragement. And right now, we get to put this into practice with our church picnic. So hopefully, you can get the Superstore or wherever and head to Odell Park with the food. And because you're uh, encouraged by this message, you buy lots of extra food and you'll give me lots of free food and uh, to show your hospitality towards me. All right, so we're gonna, I'm gonna pray and when we get the band up and we'll, we'll close with a song. So, uh, Father God, First of all, God, I thank you for your love, Lord, for your hospitality that you shared, you, you, you showed to us, Father. Uh, God, you so loved the world, you gave your only son for us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you gave up for us. You pursued us, you chased after us, Father. Thank you, Father. God, I pray you would help us, fill us with your Holy Spirit, God. Help us to be bold, to be courageous, and step out. Uh, in, out of our comfort zone, Father, to speak to newcomers, welcome visitors, speak to strangers, and share your gospel with people. God, we thank you, Father, for your word, and I pray you would encourage us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen.